This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, yesterday, the Oireachtas Finance Committee met and they had a witness, a well-known witness, really. Not many civil servants are, but Robert Watt is the Secretary General of the Department of Health and he was appearing before the committee yesterday. Writing in the Irish Times this morning, Miriam Lord said the following... Doubtless the exalted Secretary-General of the Department of Health never intended to come across as dismissive, cocky, combative and arrogant during his two hours of testimony, but unfortunately for Mr. Watt, he did. End of quote. That's a pretty conservative newspaper and one of their better columnists. But she was scathing, as were members of the committee, of Robert Watt's appearance there. What was he doing there? He was there to account for how Dr. Tony Holohan, who was the chief medical officer during the COVID pandemic, who guided us through that. And when the the worst of that was over, he took a job or, or an appointment at Trinity College for which the Department of Health was responsible. And Robert Watt, as the General Secretary of the Department was also part of that deal, if you like. It proved to be so unsatisfactory that the government commissioned a report. The report was conducted by Maura Quinn. She is formerly chair of the Institute of Directors and also was the head of UNICEF. Her report arrived last week. It was very critical of the Department of Health handling of this appointment and indeed others, very senior people, including Martin Fraser, former department of the Taoiseach General Secretary, who's now our ambassador to London, and Deirdre Gillan, who is Michal Martin's chief of staff. All of those people were unhappy. And we're joined now to discuss this by Fanon Sheehan. Fanon is Ireland editor of independent newspapers, one of the best and most experienced journalists in the country and an acute observer of things happening in Leinster House. Finon, Robert Watt is not new to many of us. We did a podcast before about Slauncha Care, which he is also against, 
And he found Miss Quinn's report of this appointment to be, he didn't agree with it. And he didn't agree with Martin Fraser or Deirdre Galan or anyone else. And he made that clear, as one could gather from Miriam Lord's depiction of what happened yesterday afternoon, he was pretty combative before the committee. Yeah, you, you could invite Robert Watt onto this podcast. It would be, be an entertaining discussion, to say, <laughs> say the least. So Robert yeah. Watt has, has always been uh, very combative in, in terms of his uh, his public dealings, both, both with the press. I've been, I've been on the, the receiving end there uh, in the past when he was in the Department of, of Public Expenditure and Reform, and also when he appears before uh, Arachis committees. I mean, usually with Arachis committees, uh, observing them over the year, the pattern seems clear. Civil servants are, are invited in. They are berated by the TDs who get their, their sound bites uh, in. Uh, the civil servants sit there and agree that things were not done correctly and they'll be done correctly in the future. Uh, and everybody goes away happy that the TDs have, have shown they're standing up for the taxpayer. Uh, and the the, the civil servants are happy because ultimately nothing happens to them and, and the, the, the cycle goes on. In Robert Watt's situation, it's it's slightly different. Whenever he appears before committees, and, and it's, a, it's a variety of committees at, at this stage, given the, the post that he's, that he's held, uh, he's, he's quite uh, combative in terms of, of his his responses to, to questions from the, from the committee uh, members. Again, the, the, the committee members uh, are often stacked up with their, their own sound bites or their, their own uh, dramatic moments that, that they, they wish to parade, uh, and he'll battle back with them. So he, he, if he's going to take it, he's going to give it uh, as, as well. And this is a very different approach to, to, you'd have to say, most other people who appear b- before yes. these committees. In, in this case, we are, I mean, to, to go back a year here now, or a couple of years for a moment, um, this was not without its politics in in the first place. Dr. Tony Holohan was the the hero of the of the pandemic, at, at least in the early stages. Uh, he was as yes. things dragged on, people started to question the the power of Neffet. But in those early phases, when the government was being advised to basically sh- shut down the country, we had dramatic restrictions being imposed across across uh, the nation, as similar to other countries, but. Uh, some would argue that that we went even further uh, here uh, in periods. Uh, we had the the Minister for Health at the time, Simon Harris, basically admitting that he was just going along with whatever the public health advice was. Uh, if Dr. Holland came to him with advice from Neffet, he was going along with that. We had Tony Holland being being hailed as a hero. Uh, he was, I think, receiving the, the freedom of the city uh, of, of Dublin. Uh, there was personal circumstances about his own life during that period as well, yes. where his wife was ill and passed away, and people people regarded that yes. uh, as, as heroic on, on his part too. So you you had this character build up, and then the the COVID was kind of ending. Government was coming under pressure for the fact that they were still kowtowing to Neffet. There was Neffet letters going around that the public were made aware of before even the Minister for Health seemed to know, and he was only down the corridor from where where they were they were meeting. So they. The tone was changing as as restrictions uh, were being lifted. This uh, plan uh, emerged, and I suppose that's the the, the nub of the issue is, well, 
which came first, the chicken or the egg? Who came up with, with the idea in the first place that that Dr. Uh, Holohan uh, would move to become Professor of Public Health Leadership and Strategy at Trinity College Dublin? He would stay on his existing uh, salary, which would continue to be paid by the Department of Health, and there would be a, a budget of, of up to €2 million a, euro a year provided to him to carry out over, research over a ten-year period. Over a ten-year, there was, there ten was a total sum of twenty million. Twenty million set all, aside for all that. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't going to him. I mean, he was no. going to have uh, a professorship. Uh, there would be researchers uh, working with him. There'd be administration staff and so on and so forth. And the idea of that was uh, we had gone through a pandemic that had shut the country down, uh, resulted in uh, unprecedented. Uh, levels of restrictions being imposed on people's uh, lives and civil liberties, uh, their ability to carry out their their daily work, their 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 daily duties, um, health service, uh, their ability to even earn money was was all restricted. And this cost forty billion euros to the nation, uh, and that's not even in terms of the of the the, the social costs and the costs. Uh, to people's lives. Yes. So the idea was we spend two million a year in order to research for well, what do we do next time? What what can we learn from this? And the guy who was basically the most powerful person in the country during that period at, at times, even more powerful than, than the Taoiseach, uh, you'd have to argue, was the, the, the person best fitted uh, to, to, to this role. The role leaked out. There was a political controversy uh, around it. Uh, the, the, it ended up being uh, abandoned, and then this uh, this report is commissioned into the whys and wherefores of, of how it happened. But ultimately, we're not. It, it's kind of once you get into that, you're kind of ignoring the politics that an arrangement was being put in place here that did seem to suit all parties concerned, including those uh, on on the government end. But once you get to a point where a, a an appointment of that like that is being abandoned and there's public money on the table, then rightly, people will, will be questioning, well, what exact procedures were being followed? And it's not good enough just to say, well, listen, there was politics at play here, or we wanted to get things done, and that's why we had to do it fast. Hence, Maura Quinn is commissioned to look into all of this and to write a report. She is a respected business leader. She produces a report, and... In the Oireachtas Committee yesterday, finance report, Oireachtas Finance Committee yesterday, frankly, Finan, the Secretary General of the Department of Health rubbished the report. Yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and he rubbished a couple of other people as well, including our present ambassador to London, Martin Fraser, and Deirdre Galan, who is a very powerful chief of staff for the former Taoiseach, Meham Martin, now, of course, tarnished that. Was there nods and winks? in this appointment, do you think, before it was picked up by the press? There has to be a process, doesn't there? I, I failed to see how you could have got that far uh, with a process like this w- without a certain circle uh, of people being involved. And, and, and certainly the minister from, didn't appear to be involved, well, on, because uh, he's... He, <laughs> <laughs> do we really want to go there about that fellow, right? Well, so, no, I mean, he, he may not be 
a shining light, but each in the process that we have, which is a parliamentary democracy. Yes, we, we need to have accountability in place. Yeah. We do, yeah. That's the point, isn't it? And Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but then at the same time, we also have a system in place where uh, politics does come into play on decisions. Not everything is, is taken, uh, not every decision is taken based uh, upon... Uh, reason the, the details and the reason set out and following protocols and so on and so forth. Sometimes decisions uh, are are taken that that go beyond that. When things fall apart, people fall back on the rules and say, "Well, were, were all the rules followed here?" And it, and in this case, this report by Maura Quinn, which was uh, produced, commissioned, and produced for the government, uh, accepted by the government, accepted by the, the Minister for Health, is now being disputed by the, the Secretary-General of that department. So that's, it's not good enough for Robert Watt to come along and say, well, everybody else can say they're happy enough uh, with this report, but but I'm not, and I don't uh, accept some of its findings. Now, he doesn't specify which findings uh, he, he is referring to. There are also disputes, as you say, that he has with uh, two very senior figures at the time in the Department of Taoiseach. That was the Secretary-General Martin Fraser, and Michal Martin as Taoiseach, his chief of staff, Geir Grant, who is still his chief of staff, uh, as as that There are contradictions there about who knew what uh, and when, but ultimately you're kind of going, you're all the government guys, it's it's up to you to, to, to figure these things out. The Morroquin report is quite clear. The, the rules and regulations were, were breached here. Yes. Processes and procedures were not followed as they should have been. Things such as if you're going to create a position like this, there are processes that you have to go through. You can't just handpick somebody uh, from yes. the Department of Health and decide to, to appoint them to this. You have to go through proper uh, academic procedures. There are budgetary procedures uh, around the allocation of state funding for research. There's a, there's a vast uh, budget there uh, for research, uh, particularly in, in the health sector. It has its own particular budget, which which rightly goes out uh, to academics, uh, scientists, uh, and consultants uh, across the country who are conducting important research uh, into the different aspects uh, of health and, and public health. And there are, again, systems in place to ensure there, ensure there is uh, proper spending of, of taxpayers' money. These things all would appear to have been bypassed here uh, in order to put uh, this deal together, which would see uh, Tony Olihan uh, departing from the Department of, of, of Health and effectively from the government uh, apparatus at a time, very importantly, at a time when relations were becoming fraught between Neffet uh, and the remainder uh, uh, of government as, yes. as the pandemic uh, went on. So what we were seeing from Robert Wash is, as we say, not the characteristic deferential attitude. Yes. He's basically pushing back, uh, objecting to, to questions that have been put to him. But largely speaking, in terms of, of his own departmental role, we have a secretary general who is basically rejecting large chunks of a government commissioned report, even though his own minister and the government within with the apparatus within which he serves are, are accepting that that report uh, does give a fair account of what happened here. Yeah, he doesn't appear to have told the minister mm. what and was happening. What? And, and and the reason why he didn't 
is that the minister's phone had been hacked. It's, it, it looks like a solo run by uh, the Secretary General of the Department. Now, Robert, Robert Watt, with whom I was once in the same room, <laughs> is a very forceful character. And, uh, you know, he's the highest paid civil servant in the state at 294,000 euros. I remember vividly an altercation between he and Roshin Shortall over Slauncher when he appeared before the Health Committee. And he didn't really appear to approve of Slauncher and he made that very clear. The question, Finan, is, and I, I know you have regard for him, and indeed I have some regard for intelligent and forceful people myself. The question is, Shouldn't they stand for election? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be better off doing what Shane Ross did, which was run, oh, geez, run for public office. Don't, don't bring and, him and, into this. Well, you, you once toyed it yourself, you, you know, as I well did, about running, running for public office. That's what they say. Yes. Yeah, 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 allegedly. But <laughs> look, Mr. Watt, yeah, people will look at this and go, what is this guy? Is is he a politician as well? And you're saying, no, he's not. He's, he's, a, he's a very experienced uh, public servant. He was the Secretary General of the Department of Public Expenditure for the the, the best part uh, of a decade. The significance of that is he knows what the rules, regulations, and so on around the procedures for secondments, the procedures for for uh, HR issues around moving people between different roles. He knows what the procedures are around allocation of funding uh, within the system. Because he wrote those rules. He yes. was the first Secretary General of that newly created department when Brendan Howland uh, was uh, uh, appointed to that position when the, 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 the Fine Gael Labour government took over in the middle of the economic crash and decided that they needed to split finance and public uh, expenditure. So he was there at the heart of the system, the guy who was literally writing uh, the rules and all these things. And now he's effectively being accused uh, of, of of breaching them. So that's why there's a significance to his, his previous roles. When he was moved to the Department of Health, though, it is qu- quite curious when this happened a couple of years uh, ago, it, it came with a, a substantial uh, pay rise. So you'd have to argue, if a government is moving a civil servant uh, from one department to another, retaining the Secretary General post, and is having a substantial pay rise uh, attached to that new post as well. Well, then, in any other environment, you'd have to say his employers are quite satisfied with the job that he was doing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. 
burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Jim O'Callaghan, who is a prominent Fianna Fáil TD, who may end up contesting a leadership for that party if and when Micheál Martin decides to step down and may well be a future leader of Fianna Fáil and indeed a future Taoiseach. He was on Morning Ireland this morning and he was very critical of Mr Watt's performance. And I think the question is, if you want to affect policy, whether it's Slantecare on the one hand, last time he was in the newspapers with his photograph there, or in this case, if you want to contest the quality of a report or indeed the way in which a £20 million sum was spent on one little appointment in Trinity College for a, a very worthy recipient, I have to say. £20 million shouldn't be just nothing. It, it appears from all the reports, including in your own newspaper, the Irish Independent, that I read this morning, that he was pretty contemptuous of the committee throughout the two-hour appearance and... He afterwards had a row with Pierce Doherty in the grounds of Leinster House. Is that really appropriate for a civil servant, even a senior civil servant? No, you, you, you'd, you'd say in terms of any uh, public official that that is very much un, unusual. No, you can make a, a counterpoint. I mean, we, yeah. go, back a, we go back a decade or, yeah. or, or a bit more. And we had uh, the collapse of the economy, and part of the the reasons behind that that people pointed the finger at was that senior civil servants and senior public figures uh, didn't push back enough on the political system. Yes, that they were the the, the kind of the, the nodding donkey syndrome kind of kicked in there, uh, where uh, the the political classes had their own motivations for doing certain things. And there, there wasn't uh, enough uh, alarm bells being sounded by those within within the public service. So we kind of can't have it both ways. Right. We can't, on the one hand, say, "Well, we need civil servants who are there to act independently, uh, and they will they will go about uh, their their business regardless of who, of who is in government." But but they'll certainly be there as kind of a, a buttress to reckless uh, behaviour on the political part, and then turn around and say. Well, anybody who back answers to a politician needs to, needs to know his place. Yes, the, the, look, the Iraqis committee system uh, is there and it, it is in, in place and it is a, a, a part of our, our democratic function that 
these CDs are elected by us, that they are they are they are therefore acting on our behalf uh, when they when they make when they scrutinise Mr. Watt, Mr. Watt and yes. other uh, public officials on policy, that, and that and that is 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 correct in its own in its own way. The Mr. Watt's objection seems to be here uh, that uh, there was a level of unfairness. Uh, and impartiality uh, in, in 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 sorry a lack of impartiality uh, in terms of some of the questions that that were being put to him. There is a pattern, though. I mean, as we've said, whenever he appears at Oireachtas committees, there are these complaints afterwards yeah. uh, by the, by by the politicians who are there. But you're kind of looking at it going, well, John McGuinness is the chairman. He's a Fianna Fáil TD. He's part of the government. Uh, Jim McGinn or Jim uh, O'Callaghan is a Fianna Fáil TD. He's therefore part of the, the coalition as well. If they're not happy with the behaviour of civil servants or the, the level of accountability around civil servants within the system, well then, why aren't they getting the government in which uh, they prop up in dull votes on a weekly basis to change the rules around this? That'll be That'll be my question here, because they had occupancy, uh, their party, of the Department of Public Expenditure uh, in the last uh, few years, up until the changeover before Christmas when Michael McGrath was there. I don't remember any new legislation or protocols coming forward that said that civil servants have to behave in a particular manner before Oireachtas committees or else there will be some sort of discipline or sanction brought to bear upon them. Right. Uh, just a final point. Fanon, we're very grateful to you for joining us. Isn't the general principle that the politicians make the decisions and answer directly to the public at the polling booth and civil servants affect the orders they're given, they deliver what the politicians want? That's the general principle of a parliamentary democracy. Is that something that everyone concerned should be aware of? And perhaps... Robert Watt doesn't necessarily fit that mold. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to ask you a leading question like that. No, but that, 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 let it, me, it's, let part, me, it's uh, part of the problem here is that, uh, that, that you, what you describe is absolutely correct, that we the people are the ones uh, who, who decide uh, who is in power. The people who are in power make the policy decisions and therefore uh, the civil servants are there to implement that. So if there's a problem with slauncher care not being implemented, then that's up to those in who we elect to make sure that, that these things are done. Now, if that's an allocation of funding, well, then Stephen Donnelly, as Minister for Health, needs to go to the Department of, of Finance, Department of Public Expenditure, and say, I need more money to implement slauncher care. Yeah. If it's in terms of policy decisions, well, then he needs to say, I am the minister. I want the, the, these changes to, to be uh, brought about, the funding is in place, we have agreement on how to do it, then what exactly is the problem? A, a, one individual civil servant should not be in a position to turn around and say, uh, if this is indeed the case, well, I'm not happy with this, so therefore we're not, we're not, we're not going to go uh, a, along with it. If that's the case, then the government needs to take action. They need to put the procedures that are in place in order to put somebody else in a position like that. They're not doing that. There's been no indication of that. During Brendan Howland's days 
in the Department of Public Expenditure, when Robert Watt was sitting alongside him, there were, they would go to great lengths to explain to us that new structures of accountability within the public service were being put in place. And that if there, was, if there were public servants who were not carrying out their jobs, um, they could be moved on. They could be moved to a different position, or they could be dismissed from their position, or some form of disciplinary sanction could be imposed uh, upon them. If an Oireachtas committee and members of government are not happy with how a public servant is carrying out their role, then do something about it. But it's not acceptable for the politicians to basically say, that guy won't do what we're telling him to do, and sure, there's nothing I can do about it, because I'm just the minister. It should be fun when Sinn Féin get into power, Fanon and... Maybe Pierce Doherty and Robert Watt will have a second round. Thank you very much indeed Thank for you. joining us. Fanon is the Ireland editor of independent newspapers, one of the best journalists in the country, and we're very grateful to him. We're grateful to you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.